Well, hey there, Mark. Well, howdy, howdy, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? Oh, uh, dude, I've I've got the worst backache, dude. It's oh, it, all no. week, all freaking week. Yeah, if if I was currently employed. And, you know, like having to do stuff like kind of when you used to be a produce wizard and shit, I, I would be just useless. Um, yeah. I, it, it was the stupidest thing. It's, and it always is with the back thing, right? Like, it's always like this, the stupidest, like most minuscule. I do this shit every single day. What mm-hmm. had happened was I, I've got to give my dog his pills. Like he gets his pills twice a day. And I bent down to give him his pill because he's always got to take it with like a little half of a milk bone because he doesn't like the pills otherwise. And I'm a giant sucker because why not? (laughs) Right, Um, right. And I I just, I bent down and I went to like stand back up and something just tweaked in my back. And it was just like, oh, nope, this isn't good. And I basically came tanking down to the ground. And my dog thought I was just playing with him. And he's like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. And I'm like in excruciating pain. Mm. And my dog is just like lady burden it up just licking me all over the face it's stupid stupid shit and so i like after a week of this man i'm kind of at my wits end you gotta give me any any sort of like home remedy like what what do you do with a busted back man i don't know i remember that one time when i was wrestling and i got put in the camel clutch and he broke my spine to teach me humility um And really all I did for that was I um I took a salt tablet. I think it was a salt tablet. My trainer gave it to me. Um I, I all I know is like after I took aforementioned salt tablet, um, like I woke up with like six cops like trying to hold me down because I was in a cupcake oh. shop like just destroying their stock. <laughs> oh man. But so my maybe, back maybe didn't it hurt wasn't anymore. quite a <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know. Mostly because I had two broken legs, but yeah, it was there was that. I don't know if that's like a remedy, but you know, I mean, it's it's that or I mean, talking to my, talking to my lady and stuff, and she just she keeps trying to get me in on this this yoga. You know, she wants me to be more flexible and she's trying to do this before I hurt my back. And then she's like, no, this is the perfect time to do it because now you're just going to be able to train all your muscles. Right? She doesn't actually sound like that, guys. I'm, I'm just <laughs> paraphrasing here. Um, but it, like she's trying everything to, to help me because, you know, she's out uh, out in Deutschland and can't be there to baby me like the giant man baby that I am. Right. Um, but, you know, I... I think the best, my best plan of action here is I'm going to sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn on Hulu or okay. something like that. And when I get tired of watching TV, I'm just going to pop in my earbuds and listen to a brand new episode of the Dangle podcast. Oh, <laughs> nine out of 10 dentists recommend it. <laughs> nine out of 10. <laughs> I'm sure we have 10 dentist listeners. I don't know. I really hope we do. Hey, yo, where are my dentists at? <laughs> welcome to the Dangle Podcast, everybody. Yes, welcome back to the Dangle Podcast. This here weekly King of the Hill podcast, where I, the Meatmeister Mark, and my gribble of a co-host, Johnny, we take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows. We see if it still holds up today, and then we slap that bad Larry with our patented rating system. And Johnny, oh, we got to get into it, right? Yes, we do. Here We're we are at the end this... of all things. <laughs> it is not the end of all things. This is yeah. uh, just... It's just a fantastic opportunity for us to examine where we're going forward. Um, 
Mark, we're starting today with episode 169, Hank's Back. We have an original air date. Nice. Yeah? Number one. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Number one. Nice. Um, Original air date, May 9th, 2004. This is written by Aaron Abrams and Greg Thompson. Those names did not sound familiar at all to me, and I didn't do a whole hell of a lot of digging because the digging I did do was kind of sad. Um, Aaron Abrams is no longer with us. He died. Okay, great. Good start. He was the young age of 50, uh, but he had a buttload of producing credits on King of the Hill. Uh, Just a handful of writing credits, but a lot of producing credits on King of the Hill, the TV show Everybody Hates Chris, and um, a sleeper sleeper favorite of mine from like the mid-90s, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I didn't look up Greg Thompson. I'm, I'm sure we're going to see him again, and that'll be – I'll look at him next time. But, yeah, the the late, great Aaron Abrams, has, he's got some good stuff. Um, makes me kind of sad he's not around for the reboot. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's see here. Cast of characters for this week, Mark. Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boomhauer – Insurance company woman. She's not actually named. Uh, we yeah, have Pete yeah. from the Pink and White, Buck Strickland, Enrique Jojak, a non-speaking role from our favorite Latina Maria Montalvo, Melinda, John Redcorn, Strickland Propane customers. They're kind of assholes, aren't they? Chet, <laughs> and of course our big guest star, Mark Yogi Victor, <laughs> Johnny Depp. Yes, the 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 one and only. And, oh, man, does he make me love hating yoga people. (laughs) (laughs) And, guys, generally I like Johnny Depp, and he he makes me hate yoga people in this episode. It's great. (laughs) Um, Synopsis. Hank is forced to try Eastern medicine when he hurts his back and has to talk his way out of insurance fraud. Peggy reverts to her original job of the week. (laughs) Yep. Right? 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 Uh, Yeah. Uh, a story character, it's Hank. Our B story, we have a pretty cool full-fledged B story with Peggy. I don't remember this B story being as long as it was. So that yeah. that definitely threw me off guard this week. But uh, I say we get right on into it, man. Give me some notes. Some notes. Number one, do you yoga? I've tried. Yeah? I hate it. I hate it. I I. Do not like it. I don't like stretching that way. It's hard enough for me to stretch my leg to clip my toenails, man. Like, I don't want to do yoga. <laughs> I understand it. I see it's it's like it's positive influence. I, I know that it's very like there's a lot of exercise and holding positions and holding muscle groups like that. I'm not invalidating it. It's just not for me. <laughs> what about you? Fuck no. <laughs> You, my first like real experience with yoga and trying it was you and I had a, a friend of ours that went to school with us, a uh, good old Trudeau, and he mm. used to do like sun salutations and stuff. And I thought it was just the weirdest thing in the world. And he was just like, no, helps wake me up, helps just stretch me out. I'm like, okay, I, I guess yeah. more power to you. But that was my first real experience with yoga. Yeah, I did it when I was more active, but now not so much. Okay. Yeah, you know, just to kind of stretch out. But it wasn't like yoga yoga. It was just kind of like, you know, you stretch it out. Like, so you'd 
you know, downward dog it, and then you, what is it? Face down, sun ass salutation. Up. Oh yeah, yeah the, the asshole to the, the sunlight, and then yeah, you know, stuff like that. Um, the modified Troy Aikman and that whole thing. Exactly, the fertilizing the lawn, and then I went and pulled a Debatrov on my neighbor's lawn, and he called the cops, so I had to quit doing yoga, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Texas Yoga Cult, Johnny, you know anything about that? I don't. So when they're talking about the uh, yoga studio in McManorbury, and he goes, wait, wasn't that a cult? No, wait, it's yoga now. Uh, there was oh. a Texas Yoga Cult. Um, it came to okay. Austin in the 80s. Um, it was run by a teacher who called himself Michael, or just teacher, and his real name was something Gomez that I didn't write down. I apologize. Uh, okay. Uh, Jaime Gomez, or Jamie, I don't okay. know. J-A... I M E uh, Gomez. Um, and so he like, you know, preached this whole deal about like how yoga is, you know, just the bees knees in the eighties. And it really mm-hmm. picked up. Um, and then it was later on revealed that he was using his popularity, uh, to sexually assault his clients. Like most of his clients. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, and I, so, and, and, and also, also, oh, it gets better. He was also famous for only wearing a black speedo and eyeliner. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 if you had to take a shot in the dark, well, I guess you wouldn't. Never mind, because you wouldn't get the answer right. The one that really threw me as I was reading about this guy, because it sounded vaguely familiar to me, um, he molested his male clients. Ooh, okay. And, 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 he used the AIDS epidemic to keep the his gay clients, like, on his, like, compound. Because he's like, oh, you know, if wow. you go out there, you'll die. Dude, this and is a scumbag. Oh, he is. And here's the even bigger kicker. He's still alive. He lives in Hawaii, where he now goes by the name Reiji, which means God King. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fuck you, Jaime Gomez. This it, Does this qualify as a Mark Moment of the Macabre? Uh, I think it might. I mean, it's dark enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only kind of did like a very cursory crash course on him, because... It sounded familiar. I knew there was, like, some weird cult. I mean, there's more than one weird cult. There's, like, you know, Waco in Texas. But, you know, like a yoga cult. But, yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. Anyway, this is a Peggy Gets a Job. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Just, goddammit. I don't know. Um, Yes, it is. Is this Johnny Depp's best work? Because I honestly think this might be Johnny (laughs) Depp's best work. I'm not being an I, asshole. I'm not being ironic. I am being a thousand percent honest. This might be my favorite Johnny Depp performance. I, so it may be his best work for you. It's not for me because, like I said, I genuinely, I, I usually, generally, not genuinely, generally enjoy watching him. Um, but I don't watch everything the dude does. I'm going to be the first one to say I've never watched The Lone Ranger, even though part of that was filmed not too far from you. Mm-hmm. Um but I I don't know I I enjoy I enjoy some of Johnny Depp's work I really like um, Fear and Loathing because I'm obsessed with Hunter S Thompson so okay like okay. that was that's that's a lot of fun for me to watch him do I like seeing him get big and animated because I feel like we started to get to see him explore that when Jim Carrey stopped doing it and so like that filled my Jim Carrey void hmm okay. At least I don't, for, for me personally. So, like, seeing him do weird shit like Willy Wonka or Jack Sparrow or just, like, just going off the deep end with a like with a role. I know he did it early, but 
I don't know, he's been pretty consistent with it. So it's not my favorite role of his, but he is one of my favorite guest stars in this because, God, Yogi Victor is just the worst. It's the worst. He's so <laughs> annoying and he's so gross and like. He is so awful. But he's so great. He does such a good job. Yeah, like a thousand percent. Like, I would put yeah, Johnny Depp on like Snoop Dogg level. Like. Yeah, no, you you buy everything that Yogi Victor does, and you know that he's doing it with a one hundred percent conviction, even when he's standing on one leg and pointing at you with his other. Oh, I bet you he was like doing the damn poses, like in the booth, like yeah. Oh yeah, probably. You know, Johnny Depp like paid a yogi to teach him how to suck his own dick, Deathlock style. <laughs> I just, I one of my earliest memories of King of the Hill that I have is watching this episode and and I know it's this episode because it's Johnny Depp's character and it's when he looks at the one girl who's looking back at him and she's in the middle of a pose and he just (laughs) sucks in all of his like internal organs and makes that weird high pitched noise and like pirouettes away. And I'm like, this is okay. That, that made a memory. If I may quote the, the Dean that better not have awoken anything in me. (laughs) So, yeah. All oh, right, on. Um, is Melinda new at Strickland? Maybe. I just I don't recognize her. I swore I that was either. Maria. Yeah. But like, I think Melinda's the one with blonde, kinky, kind of curly hair, right? I'm pretty sure she is, cause and, and glasses. I think she's the yeah. one that's um, bisexual that we'll we'll meet a lot in the MySpace episode. Like she's the one that does a lot of the MySpace stuff. Okay, I don't remember that one. So okay, yeah. I just yeah. Um, uh, Buck is a simp. That's Buck's new character. Mm-hmm. He's just a simp, just paying for his e girls and thoughts down mm-hmm. at the studio. Hey, uh, Jasmine <laughs> needs studio time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Put that cigarette out, you gotta hurt your throat tubes. Um <laughs> And this episode and next week or next episode and my current just kinda like general feelings about everything kinda just make me want to say fuck it. I'm ready to leech off the system too. Let's go. If Congress can do it, well so can I buy gum. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just you know what? I don't I'll just do it. I don't care anymore. Let's just go. Um, hey, I fell down the stairs at work, and I really hurt my back. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And now, like, all of this is incriminating, so if I do fall down the stairs, I'm totally boned. But, like, don't rat <laughs> me out, listeners. Um, uh, Peggy has the note, maybe in 20 years people will care about bagging again. Yeah? Yeah, as somebody yeah. who bagged 20 years after this episode came out, I can guarantee you they still bitch about it. Uh-huh. What Did you honestly, how often did you... Did you use paper bags? Because you're even in a like an older area of Colorado. Like there's your your population is a much older population. Did you even use paper bags? Um, only when it was assholes who demanded dry ice for their uh four mile drive. Okay. Yeah, and so you have to put dry ice in paper bags because if you put it in plastic, it explodes or some stupid shit. I don't know. Just, yeah. Oh. It's okay. not a it's not a job or a lifestyle that I miss. So, <laughs> no, yeah, I bet not. <laughs> and now you got to pay for bags, so we just bring our own bags in, and the world's getting a little bit nicer. I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 
Yeah, the, the position of a bagger, I mean, you're lucky to find a check stand open at this point. Everything is just self-checkout. Is it? I, I I don't know. Not down here. It's basically got like three lanes open all the damn time. Oh, I mean, I mean, we've got uh, up here, you know, at the it's it's not City Market up here. It's King Supers, right? Um, but uh, same company and all that sort of shit. But we've I've got a huge one. Like it's about the size of the Walmart down in in Alamosa, and at any given point in time, like you're lucky to find one or two people on a check stand, and there's about sixteen self checkout stations. Well, it's because no one wants to work anymore. Uh-huh. Oh, that's yeah. that's exactly it. That's why. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> give me your notes, buddy. Okay. So um, w- this is for all of you out there listening. Um, if you legitimately hurt yourself at work, it's th- it's not a scam and you shouldn't feel bad for taking workman's comp. Like, that is literally what it's there for. And I feel like this episode almost gives you a, the negative of that because Hank is Hank. And the idea of taking advice episode, it is like the idea of Hank ever taking a day off of work for something is just abhorrent to him. It's like, no, you, you, you legitimately hurt yourself because you are, you're getting older and because you moved wrong. Like you need to sit down and rest. That's just the human body is decomposing as we're living in it. That's just what it is. Guys, if you hurt yourself, make sure you're talking to your HR people or your boss or whoever the hell it is, your OSHA president that's in charge of this shit. Take your workman's yeah. comp if you need it. Don't be a dickhead and, and like spend an extra month on it. No one's going to give a shit if you spend an extra two or three days. No one will. But an extra yeah. month and people are going to get pissed off. Um, yeah. I have been in Hank's position where he literally can't move. Um, I have a very yeah. distinct memory of about two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. I did something at the gym. I think I was doing leg press and I was with somebody I don't normally work out with and I was trying to keep up and I'm not the most regular person at the gym. And so that's already a fucking disaster waiting to happen. And (laughs) I was doing leg press and was trying to be all macho and be like, yeah, I could totally do this. And after my second of three sets, I definitely felt something like shift in my back. I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't be lifting anymore. Sure enough, did another fucking set of like 300. Um, it just totally royally screwed it up. I woke up the next morning and I was an L. I was a low, uh, uppercase L. I couldn't move in, in, out of that position for three solid days without some very good pills. And even then, they only lasted for about 20 minutes. So I was like Jesus. shuffling my ass around the crisis center, like trying to help people, but also just like, unable to do anything but slam my hands on on countertops and help people like measure pills and shit it was it was dumb it fucking sucked (laughs) anybody else out there with back pain i know you know my feelings shit buddy i don't know if you've ever been that bad but i know you've had some back troubles before um the case of coconuts that famously (laughs) fell on me yes yeah (laughs) yes Yeah. yeah it fucking sucks Okay, I want to know, Mark, who you would have been friends with at the at the pink and white. Would you have been friends with Pete, who once cut his teeth in produce, or would you be friends with Chet, who likes who's up to three beers on his lunch break? I'm gonna level with you, buddy. I wouldn't be friends with either one because I was <laughs> Chet. <laughs> Towards the end, there got real bleak. You've got an alcohol problem. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, guys, those of you out there listening, it did my heart well. I totally forgot about this B story. And when it, it related so much to our, our fair produce wizards time, it just made me giggle inside, made me happy. The prospect of asking you shit like this. No, please um, keep it up. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> there was, yeah, <laughs> it, it got real bad there. Like from what I quit in August of last year. So I would say from about, well, April, April was when it all started going south. Yeah. And it just kept going souther. And then, like, I was going to quit in May, and, yeah, it just got bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What member member of the Strickland family is Mr. quote-unquote brown shoes? Because I didn't recognize his voice. Or do you think that was just somebody like, hey, we need a a random voice because you're not going to be seen anyway as a character? Um, maybe it was, um, um, oh, Ben Stiller. What was Ben Stiller's guy's name? Oh, um. I want to say so rad and I'm like, that's not even close. Um, (laughs) No, I wanted to say Radney as well. Like. (laughs) But it's Ben Stiller. He still works there. He he got his shit together. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then the last one I've got here, I don't know if this is the verbatim song, but for all of you guys out there that have uh, a, a cherished loved one that you like to dim the lights and make sweet love to, I would recommend listening to Teddy Pendergrass's Turn Off the Lights. I, I'm not sure if that's the one that, uh, that particular one was the one that uh, Redcorn was playing, but I listened to a bunch of it and it is funky. <laughs> In it is. all the good ways. All the good ways. Um... <laughs> That's what I got for notes. Let's jump into some pros, man. Um, number one, thank you for grabbing that sound cue for me. I super appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Johnny, I got really good news for you, dude. Ooh. My insomnia is paying off because you know what? I am shitting between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. And I don't <laughs> eat lunch. So there we go. It I is am the, already super healthy. It is the only acceptable time to evacuate your bowels. So good for you. <laughs> <laughs> How was that, that wheelie? Awful. It was a crap wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> crap wheelie. Dale is such a dickhead about it, too. <laughs> Dale's an asshole in this episode, and he's not in this episode. Like, he puts no. the beer on Hank's back. All right, I'll <laughs> use a coaster. <laughs> um, Did Redcord get an upgrade? He's not in his trailer anymore, like... His place looks nice. It it almost looks like a like a prefab, right? Yeah, it looks like an but it's like an actual building. So like, Redcorn got an upgrade, right? Yeah, I, I maybe. Who knows, man? He's he's always looking for investors and everything else for for his casino for Big Mountain Fudge Cake. So I'm assuming he may maybe he found an investor for the spiritual healing. Could be, could be. Um, pro Hank's wheelie. In direct contrast to Bobby's shit wheelie. <laughs> I, I have never been able to do a wheelie like that. Oh, I have yeah, only no. ever been I've only ever been Bobby Tear. <laughs> I don't even think I can do Bobby Tear. Like, <laughs> um, Those are my pros, buddy. What you got? Um, right, right off the bat, we get angry, irate uh, uh, Karens and Kens that are yelling at Hank about 
how hot it is in Texas and how they need their they need all of their propane and all this shit. But Enrique running in and going, Hank, it's hot again. It's it's Indian summer. Yeah, it's hot. You're in fucking Texas, Enrique, you dumb shit. <laughs> Thanks, Enrique. Appreciate it's, it. It's a pro to me because at this point, anytime I'm hearing Enrique talk and it's not a, a, a episode focused on him and his family and his daughter's quinceanera, I'm probably going to get really stoked because I know who is voicing him. <laughs> but just his, it's Indian summer. It, like, like, what's Hank going to do about it? Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> You already kind of hit this. I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm killing you today. You're, you're getting uh, you're me. Already, I'm sorry. You already kind of hit this, but yoga is incredibly healthy for you, but it makes me really uncomfortable, so I won't do it. Yeah. More power to you guys if you want to enjoy yoga. It's just not not for me. Um, they did a real good job of making us hate Peggy this episode. I don't know if you picked up on that, but she's pretty fucking unbearable the whole time. Yeah, and everybody around her also hates her. I think that we're really, yeah. like I said a couple weeks ago, like, hey, look out. This is how we're going to treat Peggy from now on. We're just going to write her as uh-huh. obnoxious as possible. The only person that I see that is, is giving her the time of day is Pete. Yeah. And I have no idea if... Uh, they, there's, they make a comment. He makes a comment. Who would want to date a 40-year-old you know, grocery store manager? And she goes, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And to me, it almost seems like he was fishing for the compliment there. Like he's got oh, yeah, a thing thousand for percent. Peggy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you think so? Because I kind of went back and forth. I think Pete's just happy to talk to somebody. Uh, it could be. Because he's not it talking to that... Mandy, and he's sure shooting not talking to Three Beers McGee. Like... <laughs> to Chet. Um, Chet I mean, Elderson. It's, it's, Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's somebody that he can just kind of shoot the shit with about yeah. the good old days. You know, like it's always kind of fun to walk into your old job, you know, six months, seven months down the line and go, hey, how's it going? Glad I'm not here anymore. Fuck this place. And oh, like, yeah. I live down the street. I walk yeah. in all the damn time. Like I was rolling like, what up, nerds? Oh, y'all look so sad. I can't. I'm sorry. I don't know what that's like. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. Right. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's what it is. I like that interpretation better than mine where it's like, oh, no, he just like he wants Peggy, but he can't have Peggy and he knows it. Hmm. Um, I also hmm. really I really liked the absurdity of Hank asking this this people at the end of the episode, his his tribunal, if you will, to, <laughs> to spring a surprise witness. And it's like, how long do you think they waited? Because obviously Yogi Victor's not waiting out in the hallway. Hank just had this idea. He's probably in the middle of a class or has classes for the rest of the day. Like, how long and do he you had think to drive they to for him? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mac Mainerberry, Mark. Mac Mainerberry, Johnny. <laughs> uh, but the, it, is, it is absurd. Damn you. It is, Sorry. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> full of full of uh, good old hot takes today. Uh, but I, I love the absurdity of it. This is like top tier animated storytelling, in my opinion. It's just the right amount of silliness. This whole, yeah. like the whole concept of Victor and yoga and, and Hank getting like continuously pelted by doctors because they think he's faking his illness and all this other shit. Like, it's very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's those were my pros. What else you got in the tank for me, man? Um, we got some cons. Well, let's hear them. 
Let's do them. Those fuckers in Strickland. Oh my god. Poor Hank. Like. Oh, oh Karen and Ken? Yeah, mm, they suck ass. Serve us means serve us. Like, oh. <laughs> Hank's stance on workers' comp. You pretty much already nailed that one, so I'm not going to say anything else on it. This is yeah, a bad Hank like, advice episode. Like, I get playing through the pain and all that stuff. It's very on character for him, but. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, when you're hurt, you're fucking hurt. Especially, he just needs to grow up and realize he's getting older. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, this B plot triggered me so hard. Like, so hard. I. I was triggered. <laughs> I I was drinking. I was a mess. I was oh my god. <laughs> yeah. This B plot. Every single aspect of it. Between like homeboy yelling into the cooler. I know you've got. I know fresher you got milk. fresher milk. <laughs> um, like, oh, just all of it. Like just every single moment. And I was just so torn between being like grossly upset and so happy I'm not that anymore. And then poor pre- yeah. Pete cut his. Pe- Tries again. Poor Pete cut his teeth in produce. And like, man, it's the worst fucking department in an entire grocery store. But also, <laughs> point of order, Pete's probably pulling down six figures. That's what our store managers used to make was six fucking figures. You yeah. understand that one because I never will. Doesn't matter. Had sex. I got really triggered by this. Um, Finally, we didn't get a bulldozer flashback to him <laughs> getting all horned up on meth and getting taken out by the cops. Dang old horse crank, man. Dang old horse crank. <laughs> I I almost wrote this down as a con, and since you brought it up, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on it real quick. I almost wrote it up that like Boomhauer being a Texas Ranger, really he should have he should have like figured out long ago what was going on and had done something about it. But at that mm. point, it's like, eh, you know, the coach is probably retired. He just, he's not doing this shit anymore. Is it, is it Sowers? Is it the one that they find at the, the Foot Locker? Yeah, I think so, right? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, he's very famously giving them salt tablets for everything, but. <laughs> well, so, okay, I had a thought here. Let's have Mark's second moments of the macabre. Um, uh, you know what Pervitin is? Say that again? Pervitin? Pervitin, No. Um, it's, so it was, it was the meth that the Nazis used, right? Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah. haven't heard of that. I didn't know what its name was though. Yeah. So it came in pill form. And the only reason I bring it up is, um, they gave it to the Luftwaffe, like, and they took it like by the fistful. Um, but they called it pilot salt. Okay. Take a salt tablet. Oh, uh-huh. Sowers would have been old enough for it, right? Because he's he's maybe he's got to be about as old as Cotton. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, Bear Pharmaceutical produced it up until like the sixties, I think. Okay, like thousand percent. Yeah, and be, but even huh. then, like um, shit, like uh, amphetamine pills used to be over the counter. Like you used yeah. to be able to buy trucker speed, like. Yeah, and you can still buy pseudoephedrine, which is what you distill and make speed out of. Right. You know, it's it's a lower dosage, obviously, which is why they they put such such, such weird, um, like requirements and shit on it. But yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. I don't know. I just you know at the time it was kind of different, but doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know why we're talking so much about drugs. I'm sorry. <laughs> Meh. I only have one con here, and it's really it's just. It's not really a con, but it is a con because it makes me uncomfortable. And it's the whole yoga scene. Um, the idea of a guy just walking around and constantly touching everybody and adjusting them and 
what I don't know. It just seemed it seemed very culty to me, and maybe it's because they implanted that idea real early into the episode. But it just made me so uncomfortable. I'm it's really gross. glad that COVID kind of closed down a lot of those places because that shit doesn't need to continuously happen. Oh, way to go. Now we're going to get a comment about somebody whose fucking yoga studio got closed. Way to go. Thanks, John. I mean, I, I know, like, there's there's a lot of stuff that you can <laughs> I'm kidding, do. I'm kidding. I know, I know you're fucking with me. No, there's a lot of things that people realize you can just do in your, the privacy of your own home over telehealth now. Like, yeah. shit, if you've got a Peloton that you have an instant internet connection with and you get to ride with all your buddies and friends and trainers and shit, why can't you do the same damn thing for yoga? No. Yeah. Hook it up yep, on your, your your fucking uh, uh, Roku stick and just rock and roll, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't um, know. Amanda does yoga off YouTube. Like it. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so we're to favorite moments then. Yeah. You only had the one con. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, it. Hell, what you got? Well, well, you you called one of my two out already, and it's that Bobby does a crap wheelie. <laughs> I I cannot understate how how much joy it brings me when Dale is a dickhead like that. Yeah. Um But the other one, Mark, it's it's uh it's a question that answers a question because okay. you're gonna ask me how my back is feeling, and I'm just gonna look at you and say, "How's your gambling problem, Mark?" <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor Joe Jack, man. Ooh. It was oh. he got he got both both barrels with that one. Um, that's like in my honestly, that might be the most memorable moment that I've seen in this whole episode because I see that a lot. I see that yeah. on Reddit a lot. That's yeah. your gambling problem, probably because it's so out of character for Hank to to say. Yeah, very like just Hank not putting up with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what about yours? Um, I have two. It's the entire, like, Hank's falling in Strickland scene. Okay. So, like, he drops the tongs, goes to pick up with the tongs, then he falls. Joe Jack, get me a worker's compensation form and a pen. Oh, wait, never mind. There's a bunch of pens underneath this desk. Pans out. Joe Jack puts up the caution cone next to downed (laughs) Hank. It's great. That whole scene is yep. great. The the, an, the the animation work on Hank's face is great. That is amazing. And then yeah. um, it's not really a favorite moment, but it happened enough times, and now I know what it's called. According to Hulu subtitles, when Johnny Depp sucks all of his organs in and makes that noise, Hulu subtitles just says he is warbling. So now I know that <laughs> what we Johnny Depp is doing is called warbling. Warbling. Oh, good night. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, um, you think it's time to rate this bad boy? I think so. Uh, I'm going to gonna explain to the good folks here what our rating system is, though, if you do not mind. So, guys, we have a rating system that is as follows. At the very bottom, you have a charcoal episode. This is like... The bottom of the barrel, the worst type of episode of King of the Hill that you can see. It doesn't have very good story. It's not very fun to watch. You might see it one time, then you're never going to go back to it. 
Just above that, we've got our Megalo rating. And a Megalo, you wished it felt so good, but it really doesn't. It's kind of like a D on the on the grade scale here. Uh, a Megalo episode might have a fun guest start, but then the rest of the episode is total shit. Or it, it could be the opposite. It could be, eh, this is an okay, it could be an okay episode, but then all of a sudden you're throwing Dusty Hill into it and then it's not fun anymore. Megalos are probably not ones you're going to seek out either, but... Um, yeah, there might be a moment or two in there that's kind of funny. Uh, what is a little bit better than that is a butane. A butane is our, our kind of like our silver level. You hate to love it. You love to hate it. It's a bastard of an episode because butane is a bastard gas. Um, there's something to like in a butane episode. It's not something you're not going to immediately knee jerk and turn off. Um, it, but it's probably not one you're going to actively seek out. Ones you will actively seek out are our Char Kings. These are kind of our gold standards. A Char King episode is the best of King of the Hill. Good guest stars, good storyline, lots of character development. All this wonderful stuff wrapped up into one. The only thing it's missing is a little bit of context. You know, you, you can't watch some of these episodes that are Char Kings and appreciate them with the same level if you haven't seen some Butanes, Megalos, Charcoals, all of the above. If Mark and I agree that an episode's a Char King, it becomes a Char King Imperial. And that means that like literally the only thing that's standing between this and some of the best episodes of King of the Hill is the context piece. Now, the only episodes that are better than a Char King Imperial are the Blue Flames of Valor. These are episodes that, as Mark so eloquently put, these are episodes you'd show to your mom and say, hey, this is why I've spent the better part of two years recording a podcast every single week. Uh, the Blue Flame of Valor is uh, a firefight and we will go, or um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold prediction here and say to sirloin with love is going to be one of mine. Okay. Um, okay. It's, they're great episodes of King of the Hill. They're great episodes of television. They help kind of explain why you love this show so much. And it's, they're the ones you really genuinely want to start somebody off on King of the Hill. Um, yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, Mark, we've got a scale of charcoal to blue flame. What do you give Hanks back? Um, on a scale of charcoal to the blue flame of valor, I'm giving this a pretty, pretty grill grill. That's right. I brought it back, Johnny. And what? It's a char king, baby. It's a, this is oh, a really wow. good episode. <laughs> I laughed okay. my ass off. It was funny. You didn't see the pretty, pretty grill girl coming, did you? I know you didn't. I did not. I, <laughs> I was threw that shit before forget. I walked in. I thought about that shit at work today, and I wrote a note to myself <laughs> to make that joke tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, I okay. really, really like this episode. It's a good Hank episode. Um, it's a pretty all right Peggy episode. Um, yes, it yeah. did trigger me. Whatever. It makes me appreciate what I've got going on now. So, like, yeah, no. I think you could show this to a lot of people and they might enjoy it. it maybe not, because Hank is kind of annoying and Peggy's pretty annoying. But, like, it's got its moments, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How about you, man? Uh, I see. I gave it a butane. So, no no Imperial for this one. I gave it okay. a butane. I, I think it's it's middle of the road for me. I enjoy this episode, but I'm definitely not actively seeking it out. And I didn't feel like it left enough of an impression on me to give it a, a Char King. That being said, Johnny Depp's character is a Char King for me. Yeah. Because um, he is very, very memorable. And as uncomfortable as all those yoga scenes made me, I I will still, it's, it's like my favorite parts of the episode. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it got a butane, man. I right I'm very happy with that. 
Right on. Well, what do you say we uh, put this episode up on blocks and uh, tow it over to our next episode? Only if you let me go stumping. Say that again, sorry. Only if you let me go stumping. (sighs) I don't want to go stumping, John. Can't we go catfisting instead? Ooh, okay, okay. I like that. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, next episode here is episode 170. Uh, guys, this is quite possibly the the greatest episode that we've ever watched. The Redneck on Rainy Street. <laughs> Original air date, May 16th, 2004. Written by our very own Jim Dotrieve. Uh, I looked at this. He has, hasn't done a lot of writing work recently, but he has done a decent amount of producing work. And some of his most recent stuff is Bob's Burgers and he was one of the producers for the Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw it. I've watched it like three times now and I love that movie. It's very good. I have not. I kind of fell off that wagon, but yeah. May that's okay. Uh, You know, if you get an hour and a half sometime and you you don't have anything better to do, I'd recommend it. It's it's not as Lauren Bouchardy as you would expect, and there's not nearly as many songs as you would expect. So it was a pleasant surprise. Well, then I'm in. Prairie shit. (laughs) Right. I mean, there's still some, but it it, it doesn't kick you in the face with them. Uh, But let's get to our cast of characters for this episode. We have Connie and Min Supanusaphone, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boomhauer, Elvin Mackleston, Mud Dauber, Lucky Kleinschmidt, Abby Holiday, Sherilyn Mackleston, Buck Strickland, Ted, Cindy, and Chain, Wasana Song, Ruth Brown, and Stuart Dooley. Uh, Mark, who is who is the most important character that I said in that whole thing? I don't know. Trace Atkins. It's not Trace Adkins, who I'm pretty sure is the voice of uh, of Elvin Mackleston here. Yeah, he's Elvin, Elvin's going to yeah. come back. Um, he comes back and he becomes kind of like a semi regular in season nine, so we are going to see him next season. Uh, but there's there's another character that comes back with him and, and becomes quite a fixture in the Arlen universe, Mark, and that's one I, Lucky Kleinschmidt. I wouldn't say that Mud Dauber is that important, John. I don't know. I think you're kind of overplaying it, right? <laughs> I mean, Mud Dauber is, he's kind of, he has his moments, but he, he definitely never slipped on PP at the Costco. And why is Lucky so lucky? I guess because you already hit it, but never has to work a day in his life. Yeah, I... yeah $53,000 settlement. That is not a lot of he's money. In... No, <laughs> that he's is... in constant pain. <laughs> That is not a lot of money. Like, yeah, for... Mark, PP money is not employment either. <laughs> don't, don't, don't start this shit. I'm not. You know, I I tried to be cool tonight. What is it? Fifty three thousand, right? Fifty three thousand dollars. Yep. Eighty six thousand ninety three dollars and fifty two cent in today's money. Okay, I mean, you could live for a while on eighty-six grand, and if that's as long as you're not out two point five years of what I make right now, like yeah, <clears throat> yeah, as long as you're not out there buying a brand new, pretty, pretty truck truck every couple of weeks, then you'd be okay for a little there you while. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our A story characters here: Con Men, Connie. Uh, everybody else is kind of tangential. There's no real B story to this. Um, Mark, let's get to notes. You start. I want you to give me yours first, buddy. Wonderful. Uh, we called this out, I think, last week 
uh, but now it is official because the episode opens with Luann's former house being put on the market. And Dale so eloquently puts it as she has rebarnacled herself to Hank's house. And I felt it was it was noteworthy to rebarnacle something. Yes. Um, so yeah, now we have confirmation. Luann is, is no longer on her own. She is with Hank. Yeah. Um, so cool Mike judge reference. I'm sure you caught it, but what does uh, Khan have to say to his boss? What, what was it that he was missing? His TPS report. A TPS report. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to office space. Makes me very happy. Um, Mark, what is your all time favorite redneck car? Like in, in the vein of, of El Caminos and shit like that. Yeah. Um, sorry. You are literally fucking ticking off my notes. This is really weird. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, sorry. You're kind of throwing me here. Uh, no, El Camino. Dude, I... Right now, I would buy an El Camino. Like, I think El Caminos are the coolest fucking things in the world. I don't know if that's, like, all this shit kicker past that I've, like, tried to suppress and bury. I don't know if that's, like, my daddy's West Virginian blood rising up in my veins. I hope to God it's not. Okay. But, oh, God damn, dude, El Caminos are so fucking cool, man. I love El Caminos. Okay. What do you um, got? So, I, mine's not an El Camino. Now, I do like them. I do appreciate them, especially because I, I like old muscle cars, and El Caminos are a very unique kind of old muscle car. Um, but if I'm going, like, if I'm going to be the representative of, of Red Neckery, then... It's I, I grew up a lot, and my older brother really liked going mudding, in his okay. jeep. But it, way more fun than doing it in his in his jeep was doing it in his. He had this big obnoxious um, Chevy Suburban, I want to say. Okay. From like the seventies, and this thing was mustard oh, fucking yellow, and had yeah. giant a giant like dent in the side. And he didn't just go mudding in it; he also threw us an obnoxious lift kit on it, and we went we would go four wheeling. And so I'm like, okay, I, I've got to have something that goes, and you you, you got to go four wheeling with it. So if it's not this this old ass Chevy, then it's gonna be something like a Bronco or like a 70s Land Cruiser or something like that. But it has to have an obnoxious fucking lift kit on it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I mean, if I'm, yeah, if I'm out representing Redneckery, then that's that's what I'm going for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we have, so we haven't mentioned who voices Lucky yet here because he's one of the minor characters in this episode. But we did mention that Trace Adkins does the voice of Elvin Mackleston. Lucky yeah. Kleinschmidt is is voiced and will be continue to be voiced by the wonderful, late, great Tom Petty. Now, there is a song that starts playing when, uh, when well, I almost said Hank, when Khan starts <laughs> descending into his, his redneckery madness. Yes. And it's it's the one where like he's blowing the smoke in the dog's ear and everything else. Yeah. The name of that song is Rebels and it's done by a, a cover group or or a different group called the Drive By Truckers. Yep. Now that's what I got. I, yeah. I I bring all this up because the song Rebels is not an original by them. It's a cover from Tom Petty. So okay. they covered a Tom Petty song with him in the episode, which I thought was kind of cool. Okay. Um, and then the other music cue I picked out, which everybody should know, is the incomparable Freebird by Leonard Skinnerd. <laughs> yep. 
I also yes. got that one. Yes. <laughs> um, my last note here, and you correct me, and I really am curious to see if this would make a better episode for you or not. Okay. The soft-spoken gorilla man that, that Khan is supposed to beat with a stick at the end of the episode... Would it have been a better or worse choice to put Jimmy Wichard in that position instead? No, because it would have distracted from the situation. You think? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I My note here is that it would have been a low-hanging fruit to have Jimmy Wichard at the stick fights. And so uh, that that makes it good a good argument as to why he wasn't there. Well, but now, however, we already... Okay, so number one, let's break this down real quick. David Herman is already in this episode. Yeah. He's the uh, uh, admissions counselor at the end. Yep. Yep. Um, so, no, it's a short drink of water to get Jimmy. Um, so, Hank rolls up right before Con and Jimmy start fighting. Jimmy sees Hank and, either, and has a PTSD moment to um, him kicking his ass at the racetrack. <laughs> I'd be into that. Okay. I it, now maybe now just maybe it gets a little clip showy, but if we only do it like one time ever, and it's only one clip referencing another time, directly referencing an ass kicking that was what six seasons ago, I think you could forgive yeah. it. Maybe, but oh yeah, yeah. Well, and in a show, like you said, in a show that has never done a clip show and never will do a clip show. Okay, yeah. why not? Yeah. But um, what was that's, it? Texas that's what I got Skillsaw Mas- Massacre. We um, we talked about how there was the flashback scene of Hank, but that's the only time we've yeah. ever gotten like consecutive flashbacks. So yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's it, it's very interesting to me. I don't know if you saw this on the the King of the Hill subreddit the other day, but somebody had reposted what the original ending was supposed to be before they did to Sirloin with Love, and it's just them recapping everything that's that's happened in the series as if it had only happened in the last year. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find it and send it to you because it blew yeah. my mind. I've seen everything, and it's the whole voice cast. Like everybody's doing it. It's been animated. I have never seen this before, and maybe it's on a DVD set that I just haven't dug deep into enough yet. Huh. But oh, it, it it screwed with me a little bit because I was like, you, you guys are really trying to just MacGuffin this whole damn thing together as, in, as if it only happened in a year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Huh. But okay. uh, give me your notes, man. Yeah, some notes. Um Number one, you already hit it. We missed Luann moving back into the Hill House. I have a theory. Okay. Um, with the animation skips, our timeline is still off. Like, remember a couple weeks ago, or I guess more at the beginning of the season, and I was pissing and moaning about animation quality? Right. I think something might have happened to where something had to be redone or something. I don't know. Something happened. But that's why you got older season episodes in this season. And okay. I think we had to keep an eye out for, like, the context of Luann moving back in. I wonder if it was an episode that happened and they just kind of shoehorn it. And the only reason I think about it is because uh, remember like how her hair was our like marker of inconsistencies. It Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So Luann does not adhere to the King of the Hill timeline. Um, we got lucky now, but it's going to be a couple episodes before they actually like are in the same place. They don't even appear to, I made a point to watch for this shit, like to see if Luann like, saw Lucky even interacts like, with him. Yeah, yeah. They're not even on screen together. So like, yeah. 
I just wonder if there's not a weird skip that we miss or get later on in a scene. Um, mm, or, or later okay. in a later episode that will like, and we'll be like, oh shit, this is where this should have appeared before Redneck on Rainy. Okay, now, I don't know, whatever. Um, okay. Man, I appreciate the hell out of Toby Huss this week. Holy shit, does Toby <laughs> Huss crush it. Like, not only yeah. as Khan, but also as Ted. Because, hey, I know we figured out last week only that Ted is also Toby Huss. But wow, man, oh my god, mm-hmm. he's just so good. He's so different and and, and and rangy and, man, just so good. Like, yeah. wow. Really should be like, I can't, I couldn't say like Khan the entire episode is my favorite moment, but wow, Toby Huss is great. Um, I love El Camino's. We already talked about that. This week really just makes me want to quit working. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Can I just quit? Johnny, can I quit? Can I quit, please? I'm done. I don't care I mean, anymore. Fuck it. I don't, ha- I, I don't have to live with you, man. So if you can make it work, <laughs> then fucking do it. Well, you're going to live with me come the end of May. And when you get down here, you want to go catfisting? Because I would love to go noodling with you. It's on my bucket list of shit to do. If we had more time in Kansas City, I would book us like a noodling guide. Oh, man. It's it's just definitely something I've always wanted to try because I really want to see how hard a, a catfish bites down. Yeah, I I would love to. Um, And also, this should almost be a pro. Peggy is going to murder Elvin, and that's great. <laughs> Now, this is our second King of the Hill character with that name, and I've never met anyone with that name in real life. No, I haven't either. Eh, I spent most of my life in Colorado. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you don't know enough of uh, sauce men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you got some pros for me, buddy? I do. Um, I now officially have a stance on Fred Ebert. <laughs> yeah, you hate. I don't fucking like him. I I hate I hate Fred Ebert, and, and I, it's not because he's an Episcopalian <laughs> or Methodist or whatever the heck they are. No, I, I I hate him because he's friends with Ted. I can no longer be friends with him. He's friends with Ted. No, I think Ted's just dick riding on him. Yeah, he calls Ooh, him Councilman Cal- Ebert. He calls him Councilman Ebert. Yeah, he's not saying. They're, oh, good morning, Fred. He, no, he's. He's calling it's, out counts. True. Nah, he's dick riding a thousand percent. He what do you call that? Glad handing or whatever. Like yeah, nah, he's. Yeah, but until I see, until I see Councilman Fred Ebert, thank you very much. Do anything <laughs> against him. Um, I, I gotta assume that they are they're in cahoots on stupid shit like McMansions. Um, dude. One it's day. A pro okay, for so me. so really quick, oh, I'm gonna ahead. cut you off here. Okay, so, um, we are gonna. <coughs> We're going to make some merch here. We already talked about this a lot. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a Rockadillo t-shirt. Um, probably make a Nine Rivers Country Club t-shirt. And then there's going to be one that's just going to say, Recall Fred Ebert. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to put it on t-shirts and bumper stickers. And I really hope that the insane amount of people down in Texas who love us who love us want in on this and they get it. And I really hope we just like, I just want a tiny, I just want a tiny little like thing to go viral. And it's like, Oh wow. The, the effort to recall councilman Fred Ebert is underway in Texas. Like, you know what I mean? I just, Uh I want this to happen. I want to cause this chaos and evil in the world. And we're going to do it via merch. 
Anyway. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening, buddy. Yeah. Um, so this is a pro in this episode and you can call me out. You can call me hypocrite. You can, you can say what the hell you've been giving me shit for eight seasons and yada, yada, yada. If I don't have a sex dream about men tonight, I will be very surprised because men is very hot this episode. And I already thought she was hot, but she is Ann Richards hot in this episode. Why would I make fun of you? Welcome to the club, brother. Oh, my God. Oh, it's it's unsettling just how titillated she got me this episode. I I love men. I love men so much. Um, And my last pro here, the rednecks are very entertaining. They're all stupid as shit. But this is like Larry the Cable Guy level of stupid. I know that you're pretty damn harmless and I know it's not going to go very far. I know because it's, it's of what King of the Hill is. You're not going to put anybody in mortal peril. So I can just sit here and watch you be dumb shits the whole time. Yeah. So that to me is, it's a pro because I think they nailed their, their redneck stereotypes pretty good with this. Oh, knocked it out of the park. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, what about your pros, man? Once again, dude, I don't, I'm very uncomfortable with you tonight. Um, TPS report. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> There's a scene in the alley when Connor's up in the El Camino and he grabs the beer out of the cooler and Hank gives him a dirty look and then Min starts yelling at him and Con looks at the <laughs> guys and yet. goes, she doesn't know the drill yet. I, I don't know why I really, <laughs> really liked that line. It just, I just thought it was great. Doesn't know the drill yet. That was really funny. I enjoy that line because I can see myself saying that, especially like if I went to grab a beer and I did something without telling my wife and I just looked at you and goes, eh, she doesn't know that yet. You would lose your shit. Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> I can see myself saying it. I think that's why I appreciated it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, that's a great little line out of con. Um, pro cat fisting. I love that whole scene. Um, <laughs> I love, I, listeners, can I just talk really quick about catfishing? And just in Colorado, um, yeah. we used to do a thing called jugging, where you take a bleach bottle and you tie some, like, 20-pound test cord to it with some big old, like, you know, ot one hooks, and you just bait it with dough and throw, like, a big old fucking heavy sinker in it, and you just, like, go away. You throw it out in the middle of the lake and you go away and you come back a couple hours later and then, like, a catfish has taken your bait and as you're coming up, like, you see the jug swimming away from you. <laughs> it's great. Okay. I love it. Catfish are cool. I want to go catfisting. I just love it. The entire Dangle Podcast Instagram page is somehow, like, giant Wells catfish videos out of Europe. I don't know. Pro <laughs> catfish in general. Pro, men's costume change. Fuck you, Johnny. You already hit it. <laughs> I knew it was going to come up for you. I, I knew it oh. because something about Luann in a tube top already does it for you. So men in a tube top is guaranteed going to do it for you. I. We are at an arms race now, I guess, to see who has the next sex dream. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this cold war is quickly heating up pro Lauren, Tom, just in general, she does a really good job. Oh. I, I know we are always yes. really, really key to sing the Lauren, Tom praises. And once again, I'm just down to sing them. Cause man, both her and Toby Huss, this episode do really, really well together. Like I just, as, I as, buy it. I believe it. You know, 
It's, it's interesting that so no, you're right. You're absolutely right that we always sing her praises. We were very good about calling out everybody except for Mike Judge. And I don't know if it's because his delivery of Hank is so natural that you and I just don't think about it. Because he also does a fantastic job with the characters that he voices. Yeah. But I I can't I can't I cannot sing the the praises of the, this entire cast high enough. It's why I love this show so much because everybody puts so much character into it. Yeah. But yeah. I fucking love Lauren Tom. I've loved Lauren Tom since Futurama. I've loved her. I loved her in Batman Beyond. Like, yeah. Hot damn, dude. She is yeah. amazing. Yeah. She's she's wonderful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I. Nothing more to say. Just go, Lauren Tom. You're amazing. Yes. Finally. Um. Pro con foo. He whoops Elvin's dumbass, <laughs> and he knows some pretty solid sword techniques. Fighting the giant gorilla man child thing, soft spoken gorilla man. Yep. <laughs> Those are my pros. Yeah, I've only got one con for this episode as well, and it's just that this episode starts to get uh, get off the rails, like a little jump in the sharky with the stick and fight at the end. Um, yeah, super this, bad. This gigantic, like, because it's it, it feels like a like a coliseum moment where every low life redneck is now watching people just beat the shit out of each other with two by fours in the backyard of an old lumber yard. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems a little too much for me, especially for like no cops to have shown up. Did you also notice? I think it took me until this watch that I noticed Dale is in the crowd. Yeah, he calls him out. Or he yeah. has a line, yeah. Yeah, like he specifically has a line, but I'm like, I've never noticed that Dale is there because Bill and Boomhauer are not. Right. But this is the so kind that, of like yeah. underground shenanigans that Dale gets into. I, I guess. I, I imagine he's there with a couple of his gun club buddies, maybe. Yeah, there um, you go. That's yeah, how him and yeah, Mad that's... Dog reconcile as they go to stick and fights. <laughs> I, right. <laughs> um, I was going to say that Dale and, and Mad Dog fight each other at stick and fights, but that's not going to be the case. Dale's going to find somebody for Mad Dog to beat the shit out of and be like, yeah, I'm going to win you a bunch of money. It's cool. Um, Octavio, anyway, that's, uh, get in there. Defend my owner. Oh, shit. You crazy gribble. <laughs> Give me $50. <laughs> uh, that's my con for the episode, buddy. Con. Okay. Okay. Right on. Now we drink. I got I got really excited for Octavio fighting a gorilla man. Um, Con drink. I Con Johnny Freebird. Fuck Freebird. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You knew it was coming. I don't even care. Con Lucky's existence in general, knowing what that means for the future. However, caveat to the con, I will not fault the episode, just the existence of Lucky, because it's not fair to fault this episode, which is a really good episode, just because yep. of that fucking snaggletooth-looky motherfucker. Um, final con, and oh, this is really my... Oh, come on now, Uncle Mark. You never ate a chip off the line? No. No, I haven't because I work for a living, <laughs> sir. <laughs> um, gaping plot hole. Only gaping plot hole, really. Why the pork is that realtor there at night? When she tells Hank... So the yeah. scene where they all go out to do whatever. Um, why, and then she rolls up to tell Hank and Peggy how the bank is going to foreclose. Um, yeah. 
So, and really my biggest thing here is, so it's summertime. We just had Indian summer and now Connie's getting into summer school. So it's dark out at night. I'm assuming this is early summer. She's trying to get into it. So this is May, June time. Gotta be better than 9 p.m. Why the hell is that realtor there? That's just weird and wonky. I don't know. It's kind of Deus Sexy. Following up to the other half of the Deus Sexy, when Buck has to call Hank to go, hey, does this little, does your neighbor have any ninja moves? And like, mm-hmm. Hank wouldn't know about it without Buck calling him. And it just. Yeah, he's literally going to, going to go find him and just happens to get that perfect phone call at the right yeah. time. Yeah. I noticed that this time around too. I was like, that seems a little too on the nose. Like, you could have found lazy. a more creative way to do this. Kind of lazy there, Jim Dabatrov, but it's all right. Yeah. Um, favorite moments? Uh, soft-spoken Gorilla Man, which I've mentioned twice already, and I will continue to mention it. Um, they've drawn this dude with a dent in his head. I know. If that doesn't tell you just how soft-spoken he is, I don't know <laughs> what will. And Peggy's description and almost like revulsion of, of Khan He's growing this wispy mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Side pro, Khan's so like good. weird redneck mullet slash beard. God, that he apparently got in a month. Now, the beard I can see, but the mullet wouldn't have grown out that quickly. It might. Uh, I guess it depends. My hair doesn't grow that quickly. I still got to get a haircut about every five weeks, but it's not like it's unmanageable. Like I don't, I don't go full, full mullet in a, uh, five weeks. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. You're right. I just, I'm, yeah. I'm being a bitch. It, yeah. it, no, it did. does. It, no, it really does. It was kind of like he, it just morphs it, or changes like super quick. So yeah. 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 Um, how about your favorite moments, man? Uh, cat fisting. God, I just, I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> um, but then also Cod beating the hell or not the hell out of, but he would have taken, uh, Elvin out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, what do you want to, what are you going to rate this one? Uh, so I gave Redneck of Rainy Street a Char King, man. Uh, this episode, it was a delight. It's just the right amount of silly. I know you don't like him, but I'm glad we have Lucky. I'm glad he's officially entered our canon. Um, I am stoked to turn your mind around on him. I really am. Uh, there'll be rain if God wills it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. There you go. How about you, man? What do you give a rating? I'm giving it a Buking. It's... Okay. It's good. It's okay. I don't like the lesson. Um, I really feel bad for Khan. We probably didn't talk enough about it. Like, I feel bad for Khan throughout. Like, and he even says, like, we escaped a dictator. We learned a new language. Like, we work super hard. And then I'm told, like, it's not enough. Like, boy, Mm -hmm. that's tough. Like, that's really sad. And it's a really solid Khan episode, but, like, Man, Elvin's a piece of shit. Mud Dauber is whatever. We don't even know his name is Mud Dauber yet, I guess. It's just Dauber. Um, yeah. Like, this to me no. is the jump the shark. I think okay. this is it. I think this is the last one. There's no consequences for Khan's actions. Like, right, because he we're doesn't sort lose of, his job. We're sort of like resetting and kind of affirming 
things. Like, Luann is back in the Hill House. We're back to season one now. Yeah. Until she's not okay. going to be anymore. Like, I don't know. I There's a lot of good with this one, but there's also a lot of... And maybe it's the bad that's, like, forecoming. But at the same time, too, just, like... It has its moments, but it, it it escalates super quickly. Like, they just yes and themselves themselves into, like, breaking into that record store, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's shit like that, and it's just, like, it kind of breaks the kayfabe a little bit for me, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm di- huh. and, that's, and that's why. It's because it is a good episode, but I don't know if I... I know that I like bits of it, but I don't like all of it, so, like, it's probably, like, the most pure of a Bu King that we could get, but yeah. Right, right. Okay. No, that's, I mean, that's fair. Honestly, I was expecting you to rate it higher because I, as I was watching this, I could just picture sitting next to you and, and giggling at some of the stupid shit that's going on. Um, I like some of the stupid I, shit. Like, to be no, fair, no. I really liked some of the stupid shit, but like. Yeah, no, but a Buking rating, that, that definitely tracks. Like, that, that makes a lot of sense coming from you. Um, for me, this is an episode I'm actively going to seek out, I think, from here on out. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love... Well, and I, I've now found uh, my just... It's an ever-loving, everlasting, continuous love of Khan. Like, that's that's what I'm I'm getting out of this podcast is I'm not realizing just how much I, I appreciate him and his character. Yeah. And this is a great Khan episode. Yeah. And man, how much are you going to miss Toby Hustling that reboot, Johnny? No, I, yeah, yeah, trust me. I know, if, if I they know, get a guy this horse even... died months ago, and I just keep <laughs> they did. it. I no, am, if, honestly, I am if they flying, anybody... headbutting this horse off the top rope, I know, but <laughs> goddamn, bud. If they can get anybody that even does a, a decent con impersonation, I don't need Toby Huss. I would love to have him, but I don't need him. But if you can approximate it, shit, dude, you and I do a, a decent enough con, we could make it funny. Nah. Funny and good are different, man. You got to get good. <laughs> got to get good. <laughs> yes, I can uh, do a flawless John Redcorn. Yes, you can do a flawless Clark Peters. But, like, you know, that and a three bucks will buy a <laughs> cup of coffee. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Mark, the good people of podcast land don't know where to find us. But, Johnny, <laughs> I fear you are jumping the gun. I have one final question for you, my friend. Okay. Do you still like King of the Hill? <laughs> yeah, King of the Hill's pretty great. What about you, Bark? Yes, I still love King of the Hill. We Matanya, we Matanya, we Matanya. Johnny, where do those good people find us, buddy? Uh, the good people of internet and podcast land can find us at Dang Old Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. You can always hit us up on our Facebook page. It's Dang Old Podcast. We're the only one out there. Anybody else is uh, they're, they're a, a damn fool and liar. Uh, you can podcast, email King us. of the Hill Podcast in Colorado. Yes, we are. You can always email us at dangolepodcast.gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Krautball. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball. And Mark, I'm going to be here for another two months or so, and then I'm, I'm back to Deutschland for the foreseeable future. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you guys want to talk with me and, and it not be one o'clock in the morning, then you better get, get to it. <laughs> Where can they find you, Mark? Uh, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me at our one sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh peer into the void so you don't have to. Or, or, or maybe, just maybe, you listen to this tonight and you're like, man, this dude Mark has some really critical thoughts about some things, and I looked at things a different way than I ever looked at them before. Well, good news listeners, you can check us out on the brand new House High Hammock Show. I can't wait to show my kids debuting this, that's right, this Monday, where me and our good buddy, collectively good buddy, Brad, we are going to start watching movies that are like instrumental to us as people but somehow the other one just happened to miss them we're kicking this week off with back to the future um it was great i can already tell you it was great i'd never seen it brad had never seen it it was really trippy (laughs) um yeah go check us out how the two of you collectively missed that movie i will never understand but damn it's gonna make for a good podcast so guys make sure you go and listen yeah go check us out over there i can't wait to show my kids uh, two Wizards podcast, Marky Stardust on Twitter. Um, let us know too. Like, you know, just in general, we get a lot of good feedback and we love it. And it's great to hear from you guys. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. John, you want to get out of here, buddy? I think that's about it. I uh, All I got left to say is thank everybody for listening and we will see you next week. We love you all, everyone. We'll see y'all later. <laughs>